you ready for a manly weekend? Oh, the men's retreat is this weekend. I am excited. It's going to be a large group. What do you do at a men's retreat? I, I picture bench presses <laughs> and yeah. black we, coffee. We, we get up at five in the morning. Everybody goes out for a run. Chopping down trees. No, it is. It's really an incredibly powerful weekend. Um, you know, men coming together with other men, all who have the same goal of how do you find a way to live your faith in a busy, chaotic world. And, uh, and it's not just pietistic stuff. There is time for a quiet prayer. There's time for a group prayer. There's no bench pressing, though? No bench pressing. There is time for walks. That's but nice. we have to be very careful because it's hunting season up there, so you can't go in the woods. <laughs> now that's manly. There are some trails in the woods, and we are always warned, do not take the trails. And wear bright colors. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Michael Pupp is here with... With Father Herb Weber. The man, the men, the, <clears throat> the man men, of men. The the men's retreat. When I was in the director. Men, when I was in the men's chorus down at BGSU, now talk about manly. Well, I guess some people would say a bunch of men singing isn't very manly. You had about 120 guys. There were about 120 guys, and we used to sing uh, this song called Manly Men. Oh, I saw that. I, was, I saw you on stage more than once. To over, end over every concert. Yeah. It was delightful. It was complete spoof on men's choruses, and it would take um, each voice part and kind of make fun of each voice part, uh, like especially the guys with the high voices. I was a bass, so I was safe. You were okay. Yeah. You were okay. But lots happening. We are uh, coming up to the end of ordinary time here. Thanksgiving. Oh, you just took the wind out of my sail. Why? I was going to talk about ordinary time coming to the end. Well, here we are coming to the end of ordinary time. <laughs> Finish what your thought was, if you had a thought. I was saying we are coming to the end of ordinary time. Thanksgiving is next week, followed by the Feast of Christ the King. Advent is around the corner. Lots of good things are happening. And you skipped something very, very important. What did I skip? The Ohio State Michigan football game. Oh, see, I don't watch football. <laughs> <laughs> when is the game? Oh, oh, people out there, now, I know. Now, feel sorry for me. I have to educate this young man. I know. I'm a terrible person. It, it's the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Okay, so it's not. It used great, to. That means for, my... for, for generations, it was the Saturday before Thanksgiving, and they yeah. moved it now about seven, eight years ago. Bishop. Uh, Bishop Thomas at one point asked if we could have the dedication of the church on the Feast of Christ the King. He said, we could do it for the Saturday Mass. Oh, I remember this This story. was when I thought, this is when I thought that the, the building would not be done until mid to late October. Yeah. And he said, we could do it for the Feast of Christ, uh, Christ the King, Saturday Mass, five o'clock. And I said, Bishop, we can't do that. And this was like a year ago. And he said, why not? I said, because I've already looked at my calendar, which was true. And I said, that's the day of the Ohio State-Michigan football game. You do not compete. He laughed. He, he laughed, and he said, I'm learning. Well, that's good. Yeah. So you can, you can teach he's, a bishop he's, he's, new he's tricks. He's not from the Big Ten. No, no. He's a Philadelphia. Yeah. A Philadelphiaite. How do you say? That sounds good. Okay. A Philadelphian. If it makes you feel better, the game might actually be turned out in my house because my brother, who is a huge Ohio State fan, He's going to be visiting, yeah. and it, it starts at noon. I check oh, that out. Well then, I always have to check it out, see if anybody's going to come to the five o'clock mass. That's, we'll still be open <laughs> also for to business. see. I, I t took an appointment that day for eleven o'clock a.m., and I thought, okay, I don't know if they're going to try to rush through or not. If you really want to get married, you'll stay here until twelve. <laughs> By the way, Father and I did talk. Speaking of next week, we are still going to do a podcast uh, next week, even though it's Thanksgiving. It's so going to come out on Thanksgiving morning. We'll push it out and uh, we, we will be here for mass on Thanksgiving morning, but the podcast will Nor be Normally we record on, on Tuesday. We happen to be recording today on Wednesday. So this will, you know, 
I'm disappointed because all afternoon I was thinking I could go for another cup of coffee, but I'm going to wait till we do the podcast. And here we are. And I forgot to make you forgot the coffee. Well, let's talk. Uh, This is, as Michael said, when he took my line, this is the end (laughs) of ordinary time. There are 33 Sundays in ordinary time. Sometimes 34. Yep. This 33 this year. Uh, That means wearing green in case you're trying to figure that out. This is the 33rd Sunday. Now, what's really important, though, is that as the year ends Mm -hmm. and as our calendar brings us into autumn here in the northern hemisphere, the church readings also go to end of time readings. Dun, dun, dun. It's called the eschatology, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the whole idea, the study of end times. And you can take it either like your own personal end, like your own death. Yeah or the end of the world times. So both of those can be considered. I often think this is the most depressing time. You know, it's already gray outside. Oh, I love this the, time of the year. The leaves have come off the trees. It's cold, it's icy. We're supposed to have a wintry mix one of these next few days. Tomorrow. Did you notice that it was like overnight this year, all the leaves fell off the trees? Well, we had all those rains. And it, they just... And just when it was peaking. So we, you had to peek out real quickly to see the peak. Yeah, they just fell fast which is good get it done now i can clean out the gutters so we come to church and you hear about the end of the world the end (laughs) of the world as we know it keep coming people it's going to get better (laughs) but but that's not really the message and that's my point today so uh some years we have two or three end readings the last like the 32nd and 33rd and maybe even the feast of christ the king yeah uh, about the end of the world this year uh, it's not nearly as heavy-handed. And this weekend we'll be singing It's the End of the World as We Know It. Is there such a song? You don't know that song? I'm it's just... the end of the world if, as we know if, it. If it was written uh, after 1974, I don't know it. I'm looking it up. Oh. It's by R.E.M. Oh, I remember R.E.M. And yeah, the, it's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. Released November sixteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. I was oh, two years. That, yeah, that was way too recent. I, I was two years old. Ask, ask me about a Beatles song. And I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the gospel. It's Mark chapter thirteen. And next week for the feast of Christ the King, we jump to John, because it it goes out of sequence. Okay. So this is the last we're reading of Mark. We've we've had a good we've had a good run, Mark. We'll also sing So Long, Farewell. Goodbye. (laughs) Okay, that's the the closing song. Uh, A reading from the gospel, the Holy Gospel, according to Mark. Why don't you do the first half? I get to do the second part. (laughs) There there was a very dramatic pause there. I wasn't sure what was happening. I was thinking it through. Go ahead. You're going to have to tell me where to stop because I see a few paragraphs. Jesus said to his disciples, In those days after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from the sky, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds and from the end of the earth to the end of the sky. Learn a lesson from the fig tree. When its branch becomes tender and sprouts sprouts leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, know that he is near at the gates. Amen, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. 
Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of, the, of that day or hour, no one knows, neither the angels in heaven, nor the Son, nor, but only the Father. Okay, the Gospel of the Lord. So here we are talking about seeing signs. Mm-hmm. The sky will be darkened. Mm-hmm. That certainly happens. Uh, the moon will not give its light. It, it uses a lot of uh, images from nature. I have to share a fascinating fact I learned last night. Okay. I was watching a new show, new to me. It's on Netflix called Adam Ruins Everything. Uh, and it's this guy that uses data and statistics to talk about different things in culture, pop culture, that uh, basically he's either proving it false or whatnot. But it's actually quite fascinating. And I'm only like two or three episodes in, and thus far it's not too raunchy, so I give it my so far seal of approval. Uh, but anyway, the fact, fun fact was there are more stars in the universe than grains of sand on beaches on the planet Earth. That doesn't seem possible. That's hard to believe. But did you read, and this is true, this was in the news about six months ago. Yeah. We're coming upon a shortage of sand. Really? Yeah. We're running out of sand. We'll call the deserts. <laughs> <laughs> the, you, yeah, you think, well, the sand is infinite, but it's not. Uh, for one thing, sand is used. They make glass with sand. Yeah. But uh, there's... It's not going to happen like this year or next. That's a good thing we live in Ohio. Your kids can still play in a sandbox. (laughs) (laughs) We can still go to Disney World. It'll be okay. But yeah, having that many stars. Okay. Sorry, I'd sidelined you. It was just a great fact. Well, I love the line that you read. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. I love the line, the power and the glory. Why? Well, not only because it's a title, but really powerful book uh, but it's it's uh, the power and the glory is sort of the majesty of God mm. back to what we yeah. talked about a few weeks ago with the wonder and awe kind yeah of. the wonder and awe it's the other side you know we we, we love the the uh, personal connected Lord God is with us God cares about us deeply God is compassion God holds us in the palm of his hand mm-hmm but we also need to th- see God in power and glory. It's not an either or, it's both and. Yeah. We need it. And I find that, now, when I look at these readings, it's not meant to be like a preview of what to watch for for the end of the world. So many people try to read this into it. like Especially like, like Book of Revelation. Yeah, the, the gospel is trying to say, uh, this is, you know, when you see these signs, uh, that's not it. It's more like, be be aware that what we have, the end of the world as we know it, is actually a pretty good phrase. The world passes, so you hang on to what does not pass. And the follow-up line, and I feel fine, because with faith, even when the world ends, I feel fine. I feel REM is very biblical. Maybe that's why <laughs> I don't. I can't. I can't refute that. I don't know. That's okay. I'm just talking at this point. It's a podcast. Is that's R- what we're supposed is to. Is REM do. the same as REM Speedwagon? Uh, I don't know. Let's oh, that was R R E. There are people R E O Speedwagon or what's? Oh yeah, I think you're yeah, right. It was R. People are are slapping their faces right now, and they're saying, "Why yeah, are they bothering to uh, listen to this?" R E O Speedwagon and R E M. Okay, two, two different bands. Two totally different bands. Yes. Okay, well, let's talk about the lesson from the fig tree. Have you ever seen a fig tree? 
I have not. This is so interesting. This is November here in the northern hemisphere, as I said. Yeah. Things are going into uh, dorm- dormation. That's a word? Yeah. It looks like death. You know, leaves fall off. They're, <laughs> they're dormant. So that's what they meant the other day when they said, Mike, you look like dormation today. <laughs> that's a Dalmatian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the leaves fall off. Uh, but somebody told me the other day, and I did not get a chance to check this out, mm-hmm. that fig trees have two crops a year, one in the spring, one in the fall. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? That'd be great, yeah. especially for a farmer. Yeah. With with that in mind, though, even if this is the wrong time of the year, this is not spring, if you see the branches and the the branch becomes tender and the leaves sprout, you know something's happening. Mm-hmm. It's all about, I want to be prepared for the future. But you, you're prepared for the future by the way you live the present. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, you don't wait to the last moment to, to, I mean, you don't do whatever you want your entire life and then wait to the last moment to really act the way that you're supposed to. Oh, I think some people do. Well, you're not, but, sub- but you but shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, because you never know the end. That's right. the point. Right. You know, like, okay, we're, you know, live it up and then uh, die safely in bed. So why do you think Jesus was saying this to his disciples? What, what is he setting up for them at, at this point in Mark's gospel? What is the point of this conversation with them? Do you think? It's, it's towards the end. So it's part of the, uh, now in God, in John's gospel, we would, we would call it the farewell discourse. Mm-hmm. But it is part of the idea that you're going to be moving on in my absence. Now, in remember Mark's gospel is the first of the gospels. Mm-hmm. And it was written about the time of the, right after the destruction of Jerusalem. So the world as they had known it mm-hmm. had already passed. So it was like saying, okay, so there's there's signs of death Jerusalem itself had been destroyed. Yeah. Signs of death, but there's also signs of life, the the fig tree. What were some of their understandings of death in that culture? Was it different than how we understand death okay, today? Okay, I, I, first of all, I don't think they were as individualistic as we are. Mm-hmm. We talk about my death, your death. They saw the death of the, of the people, Okay, the end of their world, the end of their religion even. Mm-hmm. Because when the temple was destroyed, that, that was... To this day, the temple has never been rebuilt. This was their second temple. Mm-hmm. It had the first temple of Solomon had been destroyed during the Babylonian captivity. And then this was the second temple. Uh, and when it was destroyed, they still have the West Wall, which is called the Wailing Wall. Mm-hmm. So the world as they had known it had changed. So, but then there's the sign of hope, like, don't worry. There's, you can still be alive. You can live on. And basically, in the early church, the first couple of centuries, there was great strength in this during the time of persecutions. Mm. Like, okay, you have every reason to believe that the world's ending because all of our people you know, are being killed. But hang in there. There's, there's going to be a new spring. What's interesting for me, kind of looking at the world's current um, events, you know, as an adult and you think, oh my gosh, what is happening to this world? And how could, how could it have ever been any worse than it is right now around the world? You know, just the, the innocent people dying in the streets, um, you know, uh, and senseless attacks on women and children and things like that. And then, you know, I watch a documentary about the nineties or the eighties and these types of things were happening all the time, you know, and it's, it, 
it's not to make it say, well, that's okay. It's always going to happen. But a lot of bad things have happened over the course of time, but it's the, the people that step up to make the difference that can change the course of history. I, I can recall my mother being very concerned, and this was probably in the 70s, maybe maybe early 80s, but probably the 70s, when she was talking about her grandchildren. You know, what kind of world are they going to grow up in? Mm. And that was the world that she knew at that time. Yeah. And so maybe that's true for every generation because we think, well, we somehow did, did okay, but the world that we're leaving for the next generation looks worse. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are sometimes things are worse. I think what we're doing to the destruction of the earth itself. Oh, for sure. It's not just pe- people's individual violence, which is terrible. Yeah. Uh, but the, the destruction of our own climate, uh, destruction of the earth as we know it, people are going to be living differently. Yeah. They have to if they're going to survive at all. Right. Well, and for those of us with little children, you want to hopefully leave the planet in a better place than you came into it so that it will live on for your children, you know? Totally. You And that, so back to the question of life and death, what the notion is, it's not just for yourself. It's the bigger picture. You look at it as the solidarity with other humans. We, we have to get communal. We have to. If we just continue to privatize our lives, we're, we're, we're not going to uh, really understand the, the what Christianity is all about, but not even humanity. Humanity is begs to be communal. Isn't it interesting, though, in the digital age where communication and com- um, being in, quote, community with others digitally has never been easier, yet it's led us to be more individualized and privatized and and not go out and, and be with other people face to face. And that's why so many people are really hungry for uh, acceptance, hungry for uh, belonging, yeah. and, and they're not finding it. I, th- I hear it from the people in the RCIA every year. You know, This has become their, their extended family. Well, everybody wants to be a part of, um, you may call it a tribe or a community or a- But a, not only you want to be a part of a tribe, you want to be a part of a winning tribe. Yeah. People want to be where there's the power and the glory. However, people still root for the Cleveland Browns. Even yeah. I know that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that's football, right? I do. Yes. Okay. I do know that. <laughs> they don't have a marching band. I'm not I'm not an idiot. <laughs> you know, talking uh, uh, let's let's take a vote on that, folks. Thank God this is a closed podcast right now. Uh let's talk a little bit about, you know, the whole idea of of death, the afterlife. You know, it's not if I'm going to die, it's when I'm going to die. But I find immense hope every time we celebrate a funeral that, you know, that we believe in, in that beautiful prayer that you always highlight, you know, life has changed, not ended. It's, and you even talked about at my dad's funeral, I was listening, by the way, about it's the next chapter, that you can't go back and change the beginning of the story, but you're turning the page on the next chapter. And every, every page that comes before that influences what happens when you turn the page. The Catholic funeral rite, R-I-T-E, and I would say even more specifically, the Catholic funeral mass is one of the most powerful experiences there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it totally pulls everything together. The, the Eucharist, it pulls together life and death. It pulls together baptism. It, it brings the community and the individual it, it's sheer genius, and I don't mean genius in the sense that somebody created it, yeah. but it's the way uh, we have been able to celebrate it. 
I also was struck this year during our celebration of the All Souls Mass. The All Souls Mass was wonderful. Uh, how many families were just touched to be supported by one another in community? Uh, and I've talked. I talked to several people even this weekend that uh, have somebody sick in their family or just lost a family member. And I just said to them, don't forget that you are loved and you are being lifted up by the people that are in this church and uh, that we have to be in this for one another. And it's harder work all the time as we get bigger Mm. to remain personal and connected. That's why we have to work all the harder. And that's why we have things like the disciple groups. That's why we we try to share rather personally. And you can't just be... Uh, pro forma in what you do. Paul and I started a, a men's disciples group. Paul, our, our youth minister. Yeah, I know okay, you, let's see, let's see. You do you do uh, push ups. We do. We uh, chop down trees. Chop down We've trees. come full circle. We do bench presses. Uh, it's been nice, actually. I really enjoyed our first one, and I'm out. Actually, I'm looking forward to the next one. It's we're doing just every other week right now. We're doing 7 a.m. on Mondays, so it's going to take a little time. Good, good luck, friends. He's the, got he works on weekends. There is black coffee. Well, you know, I after we added this Sunday evening mass then I thought, why did we pick the 7 a.m. Monday time? But that's okay. Carrying a cross wasn't easy, easy either and I will take up mine. Let me give a a little um real quick comment. This weekend, Father Al Saranowski is here for the Saturday mass and the two Sunday morning masses. Cheers. I, I will be yes, wonderful. His first chance to be here. Yeah. I will be back in time for the Sunday evening mass. I'll make sure to show up. So uh, I'll be talking about you are here. You know, like you see that on a map. You are here. Yeah. So once in a while, we just have to come up for air and say, this is where we're at right now. That's my theme. That's your theme. By the way, if you didn't know, we also podcast Father Herb's homilies and Father Jeff's homilies each week at 23.church. So if you're not at the 530 mass this Sunday and you want to hear Father Herb's homily, you can do that at 23.church. God bless you.